Before we get started, I want to tell you about one of our awesome new sponsors, Ebles. It's the most wonderful time of the year. You know, except all those aches and pains that creep up as the weather gets cooler, or God forbid you pull a Clark Griswold while putting up the lights. But what if there's a way to be able to enjoy the cold weather of the holiday season without the associated bodily aches and pains? Well, imagine no further as Evil's CBD Topical Freeze Gel is here to the rescue. Whether it's to help that nagging shoulder injury from sports ball game of yesteryear, or it's to help alleviate those deep aches and pains CBD Topical Freeze Gel from Ebels offers the industry best quality and strength to offer lasting relief from chronic pain. And this holiday season, all members of the Brian Nichols Show audience can get that perfect gift to self or stocking stuffer for that fitness fanatic in the family at an exclusive discount at checkout using code TBNS. Again, use code TBNS at checkout to get your discount applied to your order. Listen, the holidays are especially tough this year, so let's at least not spend them in pain. So use code TBNS at checkout to see the evil's difference today. And now, onto the show. Happy Wednesday, folks. It's New Year's Eve's Eve, which means, yes, we are <laughs> closer. Yes, a couple more days closer to the end of 2020. And of course, we're going to keep on rocking and rolling and having phenomenal guests here on The Brian Nichols Show and having, of course, phenomenal conversations Today, no different, Mark Clare, Lions of Liberty, he is joining the show, and boy oh boy, is he ready to roar. And I say he's ready to roar because, okay, strap in folks, we got some LP drama to talk about, and uh, well, it's not really drama, it's just more of, I guess, really the focus, the direction of where we're heading as a greater libertarian movement, uh, specifically looking, yes, at the libertarian party, are we going to go the route of more of the status quo, more of the pragmatic, more of the Mises Caucus? What's it going to be? Uh, and really, that's a conversation that Mark and I try to dig into and find some answer. But at the uh, end of the conversation, I think we both uh, end the conversation feeling, believe it or not, somewhat optimistic as to the direction of the greater liberty movement. So that being said, on to the show, Mark Claire here on The Brian Nichols Show. Brian, it's awesome to be here, man. Good to talk to you. Good to have you on the show, Mark Claire. As always, a fantastic guest here on the Brian Nichols Show, and always a fantastic conversation. Uh, it always seems that you and I are, are talking to some of the, I would say, the most noteworthy folks in the uh, the Liberty Movement. I know you just. That's uh, what leaders do, Brian. That's what leaders do. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, and you know what? We also build bridges. You're you're talking to folks, GOP, LP, and we're trying to make Liberty win. So. Let's talk about some of the uh, the recent happenings since we've last had John Mark over at Lines of Liberty. Uh, well, Lions Liberty itself is, is doing great. I mean, uh, we still have our, our three-show-per-week format, um, me with the flagship every single Monday. And, you know, this year I've been trying to focus, you know, I'd say the first five years of the show, five, six years, we're almost exclusively focused. We're in about year seven now, exclusively focused on the libertarian philosophy, uh, down to the nitpicky stuff and really diving into it. And that's I'm sure that is still stuff that will be part of a show, but what I've been really trying to integrate a lot more are just sort of uh, conversations, tools that people People can use to sort of improve improve their own lot in life, whether it's breaking off, uh, starting their own businesses, uh, becoming a digital nomad, or whether it's just preparing themselves for the the dark ages that we're sort of in intellectually. That's kind of what I'm trying to focus on over on that show. Uh, meanwhile, we've got Brian McWilliams every Wednesday with Electric Liberty Land. He is just banging this thing out of the park. I mean, I don't know anything about, I, I really, you would think I follow current events more than I do. I really hardly follow them at all, uh, other than the things that are coming at me constantly and, and affecting me. But 
I mean, he he knows everything that's going on. He is on top of of everything that's going on, and he's very very opinionated about what, everything that's going on. And then um, this might actually be somewhat breaking news, but he has he has mentioned it. He has teased it on his show, uh, so I think I'm safe to mention it here. But we are actually, or not we, truly John is rebranding Felony Friday uh, starting next year. I don't know. The, I think it's going to be called. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it to that because I'm going to let him totally solidify the name before I go announcing it. But he is going to be rebranding Felony Friday, and we're probably going to move that show off of Friday, probably to Thursday, uh, just to kind of expand what he's able to do with the show. He's still going to be doing a lot of interviews with felons, people that have been through the, the criminal justice system. Uh, but he just wanted to tweak that label a little bit and not necessarily be snow connected to the Friday day per se, and uh, not necessarily have to stay confined to the world of felonies. Since he does want to go into some other topics as well, so that's that's one big thing I. Th- I guess that's going on uh, going into 2021. Yeah, and I know you've been doing a lot more with uh, your your Patreon and having a lot more uh, fun over on that end and giving a lot more bonus content. You're doing your work over the Rimzo at Second Print Comics, which I am absolutely a fan of. Excellent. I love when I'm able to uh, inject my Star Wars nerddom. Um, I'm not sure if you got to check out my conversation with Stephen Kennedy, yeah, Star Wars extravaganza. So that's uh, that's an area definitely in in my comic. I guess does it kind of go into like the comic slash like galaxy it's in the realm. nerd? It's in world? the realm for sure. Okay. For sure, oh, yeah. As long as I'm, I'm in the ballpark, and that's a great outlet for me because th- this comic book podcast, Second Print Comics, I uh, came up during the pandemic, uh, where I found myself. I had a lot of extra time, and I was one of those people that you know everybody went kind of one of two ways. Some people sat on the couch and gained thirty pa- pounds. Some people got in better shape and, and and did some more things with their lives. So I really wanted to be in that that other category, and I started doing a lot more with the podcast. And I also found myself thinking, man, I, I want to use some of this free time to go back and read some old comic book stories. Like I've let a lot of this stuff slide to the wayside. Side. A lot of I haven't been reading as much as I want to, but I, I was thinking, you know, how can I justify reading all these comics when I'm trying to better myself and trying to improve my skills, trying to start new projects? And it just dawned on me, well, I'll just make reading comics a new project. It's that simple. Uh, and the first person I thought of immediately was Remzo. Uh, I've known him for a number of years through podcasting. Uh, Lions Liberty was actually one of the inspirations for him becoming a libertarian and becoming a libertarian podcaster. So uh, we had actually done a couple bonus shows uh, looking at a particular comic that was coming out a couple of years ago called called Doomsday Clock. So we had already done a little bit of comic talk together uh, on the side uh, so I, I hit him up and, and what I really liked about uh, partnering with Remzo here is that uh, he's a little bit of a, a youngin and, and I've been around a lot people are actually pretty shocked when they find out uh, my age I just turned 40 recently so uh, we're from different sort of comic book generations uh, so he you know he grew up reading comics uh, in like the early and mid 2000s and that was actually the period where I wasn't reading comics I, there, I had about an 8 or 9 year period where I wasn't reading comics at all <laughs> uh, so it actually lines up really well that when he was coming into things is the same time period where I was I was sort of out of things. So he is really able to introduce me to a lot of things that I was not aware of at all or had never read or maybe had heard of. It wasn't really didn't really know the story behind. Uh, and at the same time, I grew up in the 90s reading comics. And so I, I grew up and live in real time read a lot of these huge stories that that even non-comics fans know about today like the death of superman which we just did on a recent episode um and and the formation of image comics these are all stuff that i saw live as like a you know 12 13 year old uh, burgeoning fan so i get to bring that perspective of, of all the the comics and, and major events that i read growing up uh to him that a lot of, a lot of which he was either familiar with some of which he hadn't read at all so it's it's a really good mix and i, I think it's something that can really bring in um really any kind of fan if you're like a lapsed comic book fan it's great for you because we're going back and looking at a lot of old stories. If you're a new comic book fan, we, we really try to break things down from the 101 level. We try to, you should be able to turn into every episode. And even though comics are very complicated and it can be hard to explain a lot of little things, we do try to do as much as we can so you can understand as much of the story that we're talking about.
talking about as possible. And 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 the, the you know the great part is we have fun. We have so much fun doing the show. Like it never feels like work. I I mean I, I never say oh god I have to record another another damn second brand podcast. It's like great. I get to take a break from politics. I get to take a break from thinking about all this other stuff, lockdowns and masks and all the, all the things that are infuriating me on a day to day basis. So it's a good break for me, and I hope it's a good break for anyone else that tunes in as well. Oh well, I mean that's actually interesting that you you started talking more about second print comics because it it gets me thinking like some of the most enjoyable podcasts and enjoyable stories I get is when I get to hear the the libertarian um you know group that we're in I get to hear the other side of the the person not the political side I get to hear about you and Remzo talking about you know comic books or I get to hear Remzo talking with Ben Stein about what they're thankful for on Thanksgiving or I can Talk to Hody Johns about video games now that he's a big video game uh, reviewer. And it's just, it's really cool. Like, you know, one of my big pet passion projects is, is music. You know, I'm a big music nerd. You know, I play piano, uh, sing. And for me, you know, being able to to talk with the folks like Matt Wright over at uh, Muddied Waters, you know, talking about AJR and stuff. And, and I think that's kind of where I also see maybe me doing some more stuff going forward because I think that is the the other side like the human element people are really craving right now because when you watch like the talking heads and I, I was listening to uh, Shapiro this morning he was talking or uh, he had a uh, I think it was Don Lemon yeah Don Lemon um and he was doing a review of Don Lemon and uh when you listen to Don Lemon you can hear the attempt to <laughs> be authentic the, the attempt, attempt exactly. to be a human <laughs> Because it, he has it's to like, try it's not, to act like a regular person because he's so clearly yeah, and not. It's, and it's, that's the thing. It's so apparently obvious. And even when you see him trying, you kind of get that like that cringe, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I guess for me, I'm like, well, it's like let's Mark Zuckerberg in Congress, there. you know, or trying to or yes. making one of his statements where he's like, and yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen there's like these videos of Mark Zuckerberg and his wife. And there's ones where he's talking about, oh, and today we are barbecuing sausages. It's like, because that's what humans do. Like, I just want, yep. you know, he's just thinking, come on, I'm a re- I'm a regular person just like you who barbecues outside. <laughs> well, it's just like when the, the when COVID started, right? And you had all the celebrities, and they're like, "This is how I'm I'm suffering through COVID in my you know million dollar home with my lavish bubble baths." It's like, okay, Madonna, we get it. You're really struggling, but I think there is again to the point. There's this demand uh, in the marketplace right now for this human connection and this authenticity, and I think it's it's being able to get past just the you know the the, the talking points to get past the, the talk about politics and talk about things that we do find value in in beyond the, the political discourse right and to start building bridges in those other areas outside of the political political realm i think that's where we're gonna find the most success i mean some of my dearest friends are completely overtly political and that's a good thing i think that's yeah, absolutely need a less good people thing. being being overtly political uh if anything else which is maybe uh ironic coming from right coming from people like us who uh, who do this all the time and are talking about this every day but uh you know the more that we can get out there in the culture and connect with regular people and and make them see the politics shouldn't be the center of, of our lives that we shouldn't just be looking at, at you know the, the next politician to save us we shouldn't be looking at creating new laws to solve every problem we think of the more we can kind of bring people away from that yeah i think the better off we'll be so I got to ask you, Mark, right? You're you're having conversations every single week over on Lines of Liberty. And one of the things whenever I have folks in my show, and we're talking about sales, we're trying to figure out what are the things that are really like the, the number one bed bug issues for your average person. So you're having folks on the show. And I guess what's been like maybe one of the overarching themes that you've had 
as you've had folks on the show this past year, what do you what do you think's been kind of like you know the the common uh, the common theme that's been the the common thread throughout? Well, it's pretty hard to st- to stay away. Uh, even if I'm trying to stay away from quote unquote politics, it's pretty hard to stay away from the fact that uh, we live in a world where uh, people being told whether or not they can leave their house and how many people they can gather with at at uh, family gatherings uh, is actually a conversation. It's actually a thing people discuss in a serious way. Uh, there are actually places like where I am in in Los Angeles right now, where technically speaking, I'm not supposed to go to any private gathering with anyone from another household. Uh, I'm just going to say it out loud. I do that. I violate that order quite blatantly because that that's not in the realm of things that I'm even willing to consider, uh, you know, consider letting the state decide at all. Uh, but of course that's me. And I have other close friends. Of course, Brian lives out here as well, just outside of LA. He's still under the order though. Uh, and he, you know, he, he does the same thing. Um, of course, I respect anybody that doesn't want to come around me or in, and is afraid for whatever reason or has health concerns and doesn't want to be around people. If they want to feel that way, okay. But I'm not going to support the narrative. I'll support their right to do what they want, but I'm not going to support this narrative that these are the conversations we should be having because they're not. Yeah, well, and, and that kind of goes, I think, right now to a larger debate. Shall we, shall we call it debate infighting? I don't know, whatever we want to call it. it, it it's the cats are fighting again, right? Uh, and yes. it's the libertarian um, approach to to really messaging, um, but also really looking at LP. And there's been this this kind of, I guess it's a tugging, tugging uh, back and forth uh, between you have the more traditional, pragmatic um, LP, in, which are I guess are now being labeled as the more moderate left-leaning libertarians and then the more Mises right-leaning libertarians. And, and Mark, I guess, I mean, you, you've had debates hosted with uh, with you know Dave Smith and, and a bunch of more of the, I would say, traditional, you know, what, mainstream uh, libertarians out there. And... I'm I'm trying to have conversations with both sides, and I I have been having conversations with both sides. And I guess I'm just not getting I'm not getting the divisiveness. I'm trying to build bridges and get liberty into actual you know policy to help people. Right, that's what we're supposed to be doing here. What's what's been happening? Why why is it that it this this uh, feud is really escalating and doesn't seem to be ending at any point soon? I I don't think it's a coincidence that a lot of these things are coming up and look Dave and none of the debates I've had have been no one no one on any side is supportive of lockdowns or any of the restrictions as far as I know. So the debates aren't about that, but I do feel like that there is somewhat of a division forming um around this sort of just the the messaging idea because I think so many of us see it's so freaking obvious and so freaking clear that we have the most most blatant affront to liberty going on right in front of our eyes. Uh and it's 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 worse than than and than the Federal Reserve. It's 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 worse in the foreign wars it's it's at a higher level of of rights violation than we ever could have comprehended it's what people would call alex jones crazy talk 10 years ago well guess what it's here if you uh i don't know whose quote this is i saw it somewhere i, th- I think i saw matt erickson say it but i'm not even sure if he was the first one to say it but you know it, it's something along the lines of uh alex jones is always right with a long enough timeline you know if, if we wait long enough it comes true and it, it it kind of is true i'm not saying alex jones is right about everything he says a lot of wacky shit and weird shit and probably doesn't come, come across in the right way, uh, but he says a lot of stuff that just happens to be turning out right now, now doesn't he? And I, I think that the, the divide that is coming are libertarians that just are just going along as if this isn't happening almost, or as if, or are just sort of in, in subtle ways, sort of supporting the narrative and not speaking out and not making this the number one 
absolute obvious priority uh, versus those that just, you know, I guess see make, see it so obvious that it should be the priority, that it should be the number one thing we're talking about. It should be the number one thing. And I don't want to pick on Joe and Spike because I think they did talk about this stuff a lot. Uh, I think people just don't re- maybe realize that they were talking about it at a lot of their campaigns and a lot of their rallies. It just gets blinded by, you know, messaging we didn't like about BLM or, or what have you. Um, so it's not even really about them, but it's really about if we're not going to be speaking out and making this the number one issue um, that's literally affecting everybody, every single person in this country's life every single day, if we're not going to be talking about this, then what are, what are we even doing here? Why, why are we even yes. bothering, quite honestly? Yes. Um, and I, I think that yes. is where the divide kind of is because it comes down to messaging. All these conversations, whatever they may be, some of them are kind of about strategy, but they're basically about messaging. They're basically, and so then when people come out and and I try to be like you I try to be I've always tried to be like a big tent guy uh, try to be as impartial as I can uh, but since I'm not a host right now and I'm not a debate moderator I'm just a guest uh, it's very hard to stay impartial on, on a lot of these things because especially the debates with Dave and I, I am an impartial I mean this is why I think people trust me to moderate them because I I'm impartial in the context of of the debate but it's hard for me to not hear a lot of these criticisms against Dave or against the Mises Caucus. And when you really get down to them, it's about who did you who did you associate with? Who did you have on your show? Who what meme did got posted in a group? And I'm just thinking, do you realize what the fuck is going on around us? I don't know if I'm allowed to, sh- uh, to curse on the show, but I just did. Um, do you realize what is going on around us around here? And these are the things that you're going after someone about who is so freaking strong on the most important issues. And I think it's good we air these things. Uh, it's good for my show because people really like to hear this stuff for whatever reason, even though they also like to complain and say, you shouldn't do this stuff. This stuff is below Dave, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, it gets like five times my normal download. So the market the market is speaking. I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> and I do have fun doing them. So uh, they, they will likely continue. We actually have some um, some more some more people that are interested in, in doing some debates, and we're hoping to raise the bar uh, a little bit on just, just who we bring on. Um, this is not solid yet, but I, it's not booked, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Uh, Eric Brakey, you know, he's the state representative and state senator from Maine, he reached out with his own de- debate idea, and I think we're going to make this happen in January. Both uh, Everybody has said that they want to do it, uh, but he wants to debate Dave about whether the proper strategy politically for the liberty movement should be, as Dave is advocating, as Dave is preparing to do, uh, take over the Libertarian Party, make that the home of hardcore libertarian messaging, which, if it's not going to be, what the hell is the point of it, <laughs> from my point of view? Um, and you know, Eric's position is that a better strategy is to do this kind of Ron Paul, take over the GOP strategy that, that he has basically been involved with uh, you know, for uh, seven or eight years that he's been involved in politics. So I think I think that will be a different kind of debate. I think that will be a, a much friendlier, much more, uh, you know, straightforward debate because I know uh, Eric's a big fan of, of what Dave's doing and he's not coming coming at it in a combative way. But it's a it's an interesting conversation. That's something I'm hoping to to be doing uh, next month in January. But uh, yeah, uh, there seemed to be a demand for these libertarian debates, these sort of, uh, ah, call them infighting, if you will, the, these sort of uh, uh, catnippy topics that we just love to claw at each other about. And, you know, I'm here to please, Brian. I'm a man of the people, so I, I'm going to keep providing them as long as people keep wanting to hear them. And uh, no matter what they might say, no matter what a few people might complain about, uh, the numbers don't lie. People want to hear them. <laughs> well, I think people want to hear it because it really does come down to, and you you were hitting on it, right? This idea of the proverbial blue pill versus red pill libertarian, kind of acknowledging the elephant in the room. And and I've seen you know, some some libertarians who will take this and be like, oh, you're you're alluding to it being like the cool kids club. It's like, well. No, that's it's not you know matter of being in the cool kids club. It's not a matter of like knowing something that you don't know. It's it's trying to point out that 
things aren't exactly, like, we've been pointing out for years how, like, this entire emperor has no clothes system is, right? And yet, when we start talking about things beyond, like, talking in the greater scheme of, like, culture and so forth, we, we seem to just kind of pretend that that's not the case. And I, and I don't, I don't understand why that is. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it makes sense. And um, I, there is kind of like, I don't know, this, this blue pill, red pill thing is interesting because I used to I used to think of it, I, I think there's different layers, different steps of when you get sort of red pilled. There's just the, uh, there's the, oh, Republican and Democrats are part of the same wing of the government red pill. You know, that, right. that's the one red pill. But there's there's so many layers and layers and layers of what one different might call dosing. a red pill. <laughs> There's different dosages, exactly. There's different, and I've I definitely had certain dosages. I, I probably had one dosage when I saw Ron Paul up there and realized how how rigged the system was against him, and realized how similar, uh, you know, pretty much how the Republican and Democrats were basically just one wing of the same party, uh, one expanded wing of the government itself. Uh, and, and now that that was one dosage of pill, but I've I think I've been taking uh, uh, some higher and higher dosages as the years have gone on to the point that like now I look down at this idea of talking about the Democrat and Republican parties. Uh, it's almost it's almost kind of pointless at this point i mean it's just like that that's uh that's like first grade sort of analysis of things and uh yeah i think i think the real red pill blue pill divide it comes down to something that i can't even speak to in a a mathematical way which a lot of people logic and reason libertarians which i I can certainly consider myself having been one like i'm someone that came into this because i I think like if you look at things logically and you follow reason you're going to come to the libertarian ideal you're going to come to the ideas of liberty being the best thing or the correct thing the morally right thing um but that only gets us so far and we've now sort of entered an age when logic and reason if it wasn't already out the window four years ago it's out the window right now it doesn't exist it exists for us to have uh little you know little debates about uh, you know about why you know a, a free market uh, anarcho-capitalist society could have the incentives to produce its own defense production. Yeah, like these are awesome debates that we love having, but they're completely irrelevant to what any human being out there is going to think about, and it's not going to you know it's not going to bring anybody over to these ideas at all. Uh, and I'm not even saying I know exactly what is, but I do know the game is changing, and I do know we have to recognize that. And you know. God bless Tom Woods, but we're not going to change anybody's minds with charts and graphs like he's been so valiantly and bravely doing when it comes to his analysis of the mass mandates, how you can look at various charts from all over the world of mandates or lockdowns, and there's absolutely no connection. God bless his soul, because I love everything he's doing. I read everything he's doing on it. I I like what reading it, but I don't think it's effective at at normies, so to speak, at, at blue-pilled people, at people who, and to me, I'm just going to call the, the blue pill is more just... To, to me, it's just, do you buy narratives? And, and I guess there is a danger to the idea. Some might say, well, just just reflexively reflexively rejecting any narrative is not any more of, of you know, of a, a rational or proper approach than just embracing every narrative. And, and that's probably true. But I think there is a big difference between the kind of person that is more skeptical of what they're hearing when you see the same message suddenly come out out of nowhere from all levels of government and it's parroted by every Everybody on TV, by every talking head, by politicians from all, every single party. Yes, I'm sorry. I think you should be a little freaking skeptical, even if it turns out to have truth in it, even if it becomes true, even if you look at certain things and say, oh, I think there is a real virus here. That's irrelevant because none of, none of what's going on is about a virus. It's about the, the systems of control. It's about this change in culture of buying narratives that are just simply not connected to whatever truth there is. So there can still be the truth. There can still be a reality of a virus out 
here. But what's going on outside of that and the narrative we're hearing, it's completely disconnected from it. And when you even sort of support a part of that narrative, you're kind of giving cover for it, even if, if that's not your intent. And when, when, when people are out there saying, well, you know, look, I, I, I'm like, we're against the restrictions. You know, of course, everybody's essential. We shouldn't have lockdowns. But look, you should wear your mask everywhere you go. You should socially distance. You're doing the same thing. You're, you're basically and, and then what normal people are going to hear there. They're going to hear, well, if it's if you're saying they're good, if you're saying we should socially distance and stay away from each other, if you're saying you should wear masks all the time, well, why shouldn't we just have the laws then? Because you just agreed with what, what they what they think, and they see no reason that if something, something is what should be done, it shouldn't be the law. So as soon as you cross that Rubicon and you agree that this is what we should be doing, all they see is that's why we should have these laws, that's why we should have these lockdowns, that's why your freedom should be taken away. So you're supporting that side, even if you don't realize it, and that's the danger of that blue pill. That's the danger of going along to get along with it, even when there's truth in it. And I think that's why there's been, um, I mean, honestly, I got a, a lot of pushback from some traditional audience that I had here in the show when I started to focus on how to sell liberty because people were like, Brian, <laughs> how we dare don't, you? I know we don't, but they were like, we don't need to be salespeople. We need to be teachers. We need to be educators, which is true. We do need to educate, but you need to get them interested first. You have to pique their interest and get them to actually ask questions. And this has been too often than not the approach. Libertarians will take, you know, a, a Murray Rothbard book or, or, you know, Henry Hazlitt book, and they'll just start throwing it at people and expecting them to turn to libertarians overnight. And that's just not how it works. And if you want to reach, and this has been one of the things that actually, it's funny, Dave Smith did bring up, it was the war on normal people, right? But if you want to reach normal people, you have to, to talk like a normal person. And that requires us to, in, in some cases, not, not dilute the message, but you have to be able to speak the message to your average person, like your average. And this is one thing in sales too, like your average person, I, th- I forget the, the grade level. I think it's like a third or fourth grade reading level. So like you need to be able to communicate your, your messaging to that kind of person. You come in talking about the non-aggression principle to your average person. And they're going to be like the, what that doesn't mean right. anything to me. Right, like you need. Yeah, to they're gonna to say, like, hey, "Oh, we, you can't wear a mask because it's gonna viol- violate your non-aggression principle." Well, I don't care about your non-aggression principle. That is not gonna convince anyone of anything. Right, exactly. Say then, how about this? Say, hey, what did the lockdowns do to you as a person? What do they do to you as a as a uh, the breadwinner? What do they do to you as a business owner? And then get those real stories. Get those real stories out there, and and then we can start to be the the problem solvers that we really are. And that's I think the way we should be approaching this sales approach. And and candidly, Mark, you know, for the people who were a little pissed off at first, I mean, you're talking about the numbers not lying. Ever since we've been going forward with this this selling liberty approach. My numbers have been, you know, blowing up the past few months, especially right. because of that. And I think that's exactly what we need to be focusing on is how to be able to communicate these ideas effectively so that not only do people hear what we're saying, but they start to listen. And that's that's going to be the, the big like ah moment that we need to actually, you know, move things forward positively. And you're also doing more of what's of what's truer to yourself. It's it's more of what's in your real 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 wheelhouse. Um, because <laughs> you know, I think I think for podcasters, it can be hard to find your legs. Like I would honestly say, it probably took me five years to really find my legs as a podcaster to really feel confident that I can turn on that mic and just go be myself and not try to quote unquote be a host or or be a podcast host. Where I'm thinking of what is the next thing I should say? I'm, I have to form this next. Yes. I have to say the right thing. And now I finally got to the point. It took me a while, but I pretty much turn on a microphone and go now. 
because I, I can just go be myself. I can go have the same conversation in front of a microphone that I'd have if I was sitting at the campfire at Porkfest having the same conversation with the same person. That's what I now try to hopefully capture. Uh, of course, I'm doing a little more editing than I might do you know, at the, at the Porkfest campfire. But you know, the, the point is we have to have these, these real conversations. And like, like you said, what is, you're, you're talking about sales and persuasion. I mean, what is sales at the end of the day? What, what is your tool when it comes to sales? I mean, what is your primary so, tool? You're using words, right? Oh, pers- yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Persuasion. persuasion. Word. Exactly. And what is persuasion at the end of the day? It's it's a type of magic. It's a type of magic spell in a sense because you're basically doing nothing. You know, you're not you're not forcing someone into a corral. You're not you know making them buy a product or making them agree with your message. You're using a series of words in a particular order that is changing the way their brain works to accept your message and to agree with you. If that's not magic, I don't know what the hell is. And that's what we have to realize. We have to go out there and start working some magic if we're going to start changing things. Because, yeah, hopefully at some point they, they say, that's really interesting. What can I read? And then you can hand them, you know, you know, for a new liberty or, or uh, economics in one lesson or whatever the hell. But th- that stuff is so irrelevant to most people that they're not even going to get there. You're never going to get them there, but at least get us, get them, get them on the side of, of we're the ones standing up for you. We're the ones that are not, they're trying to not have your life freaking ruined by this stuff. You know, this is what's happening around you. We need to show you what it is because it's not just a response to a virus. It's simply not. There's so much more going on and that doesn't mean it's a conspiracy. If anything, it probably, it means it's more of a mass hysteria. I mean, the politicians are just as cogs in the machine as, as any of us are. Um, but however we yep. got here and whatever is quote unquote behind it, it, it is what it is. And we're not going to chart and graph our way out of it. No, we, and, and also you can't throw a book at someone and expect them to, to, you know, instantly be converted. That's just not how it works. And, and Mark, honestly, I think the, the way forward as you know, I believe in the sales, but also it is having conversations and that's candidly what you've been doing so well over at a uh, lines of Liberty. So obviously I want to uh, give a call to action, the sales guy that I am. So folks, yes. um, obviously now, now here, here's the dirty little secret. We, we actually were, um, having you guys as one of our sponsors here. So folks know the, the lines of Liberty audience or podcast rather that is quite well, but maybe for some of the new folks who are joining here in the audience, Mark, what can they expect when they join lines of Liberty? Obviously we, we teased it with, uh, with Brian and John and their, their amazing shows, but going into 2021 specifically, what can they expect? Well, you can expect the greatest libertarian variety show on earth is what you can expect. And I, just as like I think I'm hitting my personal stride as a podcaster, I think we are all kind of hitting our stride at, at the same time here. And I think this is, is part of the cultural shift that we're seeing. I think we're all in sort of a different mentality than we used to be. Um, and, and maybe it's a combination of things. I mean, the fact that I think all three of us in some way or another, I was I was actually put on furlough for about three months this year. Um, and other of us, uh, the others kind of see the writing on the wall of what is coming. And we all realize the, the life that we've had for these past five years, six years, is probably not going to be the life we had for the next five or six years. Uh, the world is changing around us. Our career circumstances are all changing around us. And what do we want to do? Do we want to just wait till it happens to us, you know, wait till circumstances put us in a tough position, or do we really want to take charge of things and put ourselves in the best position possible? And that's the same kind of message I'm trying to relay to my listeners through, through conversations with people. But I I think we are trying to sort of act that out in our own lives, uh, specifically with this podcast and with other projects that we all have going on as well. Uh, So we're, I think we're taking Lions Liberty to a whole new level. We're taking it much more as, you know, it's been in many ways, it's been a hobby. It's been a hobby we're passionate about. It's been a hobby that we put so much in more 
more than most people put into hobbies into. Uh, but we're ready to take it to a much different level. I don't even want to say just a career. You know, it's, 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 it really is about more than this now. Uh, it's about more than what am I doing for a living? What am I doing for income? It's about what are we doing to actually impact the world? What can we do to actually impact the people around us? And let's go freaking full throttle with it. Let's not hold anything back. Let's be 100% ourselves when we turn on that microphone and keep being that person when we turn it off and just go all the freaking way and start, you know, grab a, a red pill Nerf gun and start shooting them down people's throats and, you know, hope for the best. So that's what you'll see from all of us. Oh man, let's go run through a brick wall. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. I'm not not only was I, am I a sales guy, I was also a football player, so I can do that too. <laughs> Mark Claire, Lions of Liberty, as always, a fantastic conversation. I'll make sure I include the link not only to uh, your amazing show over on Lions of Liberty, but the link to all three shows, so folks can make sure they go ahead check that out. And I'll make sure I include the links to uh, your Patreons because I know yes, if you want to have... support us in this venture, you can of course do that in many ways with uh, magic spells, with telling your friends, and of course actual money. Patreon.com/slash Lions of Liberty. There it is. Yeah. And I'll include that link in the show notes because, hey, at the end of the day, this stuff ain't free. And uh, if we actually want to you know, see things change for the better, you know, it starts with us. So that being said, Mark Claire, Lions of Liberty, as always a pleasure. Thanks for joining the Brian Nichols Show. Thanks, Brian. It's been a blast. Before we wrap up, I want to tell you about an amazing new podcast. You longtime listeners of The Brian Nichols Show know him well, and that is one Brad Palumbo in his stellar new program, Breaking Boundaries. Join Brad as he interviews top writers, politicians, and thinkers from all across the political spectrum to give you a new perspective you won't find in the mainstream liberal media or right-wing echo chambers. From guests like Rand Paul to Glenn Greenwald, Brad is having conversations and focusing on issues that are driving America with the people who are in the driver's seats. So... Head over to your favorite podcast app, hit subscribe, strap in, and be prepared for some wild food takes like Rand Paul and his grand mayonnaise conspiracy. Again, that's Breaking Boundaries with Brad Palumbo, available in your favorite podcasting app today. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with Mark Clare from Lions of Liberty, and what a fantastic conversation it was. Mark is uh, easily one of my favorite libertarians out there. Actually, just one of my favorite people out there. Mark's a great guy. I cannot recommend number one, Lines of Liberty, and all three shows that they do over there. Uh, but overall, just uh, you know the work that Mark's doing uh, beyond Lines of Liberty. I know he's doing a lot with uh, our friend Mikel Thorup over at the Expat Money Show, looking at living in an independent lifestyle. So, Mark, thank you, my friend, uh, for joining us here on the Brian Nichols Show, and thank you to uh, you guys, the Brian Nichols Show audience, for joining us, yes, on another fun-filled episode. I hope you guys enjoyed enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you did, please, please do me a favor. Share with some family and friends. Tag me at B Nichols Liberty, wherever it is you share it. Twitter, Facebook, Minds.com, Parlor, and yes, Instagram. I didn't realize that I had an Instagram. So let's go ahead and utilize that bad boy, shall we? So at B Nichols Liberty, make sure you go ahead and give me a tag. I will give you a retweet, share, a reply, whatever it may be. I will make sure I say, hey, thanks for uh, the share and thanks for the support. And uh, speaking of the support, Guys, heading into uh, Friday's episode, which will be officially the first episode of 2021, and what an important episode it's going to be. It's with Nick Hudson, and we're discussing, uh, really, the, the deep dive look into the science and data of the pandemic for the COVID-19 lockdowns, and looking at those data, it's going to save lives and livelihoods, because... Panda, which is the organization that Nick Hudson represents, analyzes the human and economic cost of the lockdowns, and his organization's research is really helping lead the charge to help us uh, with some some stats, some facts that we can bring to the table, say, stop these insane lockdowns. There is a very real 
human cost. Nick Hudson from Panda joins us to discuss that and more. So guys, with that being said, thank you as always for joining us on The Brian Nichols Show. If you haven't had the chance yet, give us a five-star rating and review. Head over to Apple Podcasts, give us that review, and wherever it is that you get your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever it may be, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you are not missing a single episode of The Brian Nichols Show. So with that being said, yes, awesome conversation coming up here on Friday with Nick Hudson from Panda, but signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Mark Claire from Lions of Liberty, we'll see you Friday. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.